Hey guys, how's it going? Shadow here, and welcome to another episode of the NSA's Nonsense Podcast. I thought I'd be a little more consistent with the podcast, and so just a few days after I recorded, after I published the yeah, previous episode, I think it was episode eight, I decided that I'd give it another go. And it just so happens that I was reading *The Richest Man in Babylon*, one of my favorite books of all time, probably. Will remain one of my favorite books of all time, and uh, yeah, I thought I'd give you guys one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from this book, and it is regarding the five laws of gold. Actually, it just didn't happen that I wanted to read the, that I got to read this book. Of I am reading this book because. I'm reading this book now because uh, I was on a call with a friend, uh, I guess a, an hour earlier, and it just so happened that when I was talking to him about, we are actually working on two different businesses right now, and I don't know if those two are going to work or not, but we're going to give it a try, and we'll discuss more on that later, but... Um, what I wanted to say was, when I was talking with my friend, it just clicked that I was actually implementing in my life one of the five laws of gold. And we're going to get to all five laws of gold later, but that's why, if you want to know, that's why I'm reading this book again. It's actually the fourth time that I'm reading this book this year, 2020 alone. So, there's that. And just to give you a glimpse of what The Richest Man in Babylon is about, it's really given in the title. It's about the richest man in Babylon named Alcard. And the book sort of follows all of these lives that Alcard has touched over the generations. Uh, actually sort of revolutionized um, Babylon over the years that it lasted. And the major reason for the prosperity of this country, uh, the major reason for, you've read about Babylon, right? You, you must have read about Babylon in history, the hanging wall, the hanging gardens of Babylon, the, uh, the amount of wealth that Babylon had, the amount of, of many, many empires tried to capture Babylon, tried to know what its secret was, because in a land surrounded by desert, there was something in Babylon that at its core, something at its core that held it flourish for centuries. The people of Babylon, they'd be happy at most. They were happy. And uh, eventually uh, the empire came down, the empire crumbled down, but because, but only because, the people of Babylon forgot what they, what their ancestors had used, the formulas that the ancestor that their ancestors had used as a foundation to building Babylon to the way it was. And so we're kind of gonna get into one of these foundations, one of these fundamental principles that led Babylon become the country that it was and the reasons why it failed.
one of the core fundamentals that made Babylon, that helped Babylon prosper was the five laws of gold. And let's just get into it guys, there's not much to talk about it, there, there are five laws of gold, you follow it, you gain absolutely almost everything that you've ever wanted materialistically and if you don't follow it, you don't get it. It's as simple as that guys, it's black or white. So let's just get into it, the five laws of gold, gold, the five laws of gold uh, and the first law or states is gold cometh gladly and in increasing quantity to any man who will put by not less than one-tenth of his earnings to create an estate for his future and for his family. What do we mean by that? Uh, essentially, the first law states that you need to have some sort of income to fall back on. And this income shouldn't be less than one-tenth of what you earn every month. And this book also answers the first question that pops in the mind when you immediately think of putting away some money. Yo, sure, I have to have some amount of money left to be able to put it away, right? Even I want to save, even I want to earn even more, I want more money. But that simply isn't possible when my earnings as soon as they reach the bank, they leave out to people who I have to pay debts for, my credit card bills, my internet bills, my recharge bills, and I get that. That's what this book is all about, how you need to escape your liabilities, how you need to get rid of them. And the first law of gold immediately attacks that first problem. It says that, yes, you you need to control your liabilities, but first, you need to put some money away. And um, when you think that your the hundred percent, the amount of money you earn is automatically going into your expenditures, you're dead wrong. Because honestly, the first time I tried this, I didn't believe this either. But just try it, guys. You'll understand that. The amount of money you earn, no matter how little, even if it is um, 5,000 or 10,000 rupees, if you put away one-tenth of that, that is 1,000 rupees, if you put it away, you'll do just fine with the remaining 9,000 rupees. Okay? This is, what, this is what Robert Kiyosaki also talks about in his book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. If you haven't read that, go and fucking read it, man. That's all I have to say. Rich Dad Poor Dad and The Richest Man in Babylon those two books are enough to shift your mindset entirely, okay? The first thing you need to do as soon as your paycheck comes in is take one-tenth of your money. If it's 10,000 that you're earning per month, get 1,000 and put it in the bank. If it's 20,000, get 2,000 and put it in the bank. If it's 30,000, get 10% of that, 3,000 and put it in a bank. Put it somewhere that you won't touch for at least a year or so. And what happens with this is you start to realize that with the remaining 9,000, you're just going to get along fine. With the remaining 18,000, you're just going to get along fine. With the remaining 27,000, you're just going to get along fine because 
because, because, because the amount of money you have, you automatically begin to think, begin to think that you need to expend all of that money. But as soon as you take away and you take ten percent of it away and put it somewhere, you only have nine thousand to deal with, and you automatically your brain will adjust to deal with to live your remaining twenty nine or thirty days in a month with that remaining amount with that remaining 9000 or 10000 or whatever it be it's as simple as that guys i know it sounds counterintuitive i know it sounds i'm sorry i know it sounds wrong but trust me it it's all about the mindset guys once you put your mind to it you can do it of the first law of gold put away 10% of your money somewhere that you won't touch it for at least a year and witness immediately, immediately witness your life get a lot, lot, lot better. Moving on, the second law book. Oh, uh, and I also forgot to mention once you start putting away your money and you don't put your hand back in that basket for at least a year or so, you'll begin to realize that you are a lot richer. And that will give you more confidence because a man who doesn't have money immediately loses confidence. As we, you, I don't know why, but society thinks that talking about money is a very bad thing. I don't know why. Maybe it's hardwired into our brains that money isn't the most important thing in the world. Money is not the most important thing in the world, but it helps you get a lot of of important things it helps you buy a lot of important things it helps you solve problems if you can't solve your problem with check you don't have a problem and this is the motto me and my brother live by guys if you can solve your problem with a check then you don't have a problem it's simple you put money in the bank you receive you'll be able to solve a lot of problems in your life once you put your money away in a secure location and don't touch it you'll immediately know that you have something to fall back on you'll be able to take more risks you'll have the confidence to take more risks you'll have the confidence to pursue other things and I'm just stressing I cannot stress enough the importance that putting away money has in your life it worked for me guys and I am what do I say um and I am one of the worst possible examples you can take of for money handling, but I made it work and so can you. Just try it out. Moving on. The second law of gold. Gold labor it diligently and contentedly for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment, multiplying even as flux of the field. Okay, this uh, this is Babylonian English, so uh, this is Babylonian text converted to translate and transcribed to English, so it it's kind of hard to understand if you are not a native speaker, but if you are well versed in reading English, maybe you've got the gist. Anyway, simplifying it down, um, once you've put one thing I forgot to mention about the five laws of gold is that all five laws are interconnected so you follow one law use the law follow another law simple if you are saying 10% you get on to the second law 
and then using the second law you follow the third law the third law follows the fourth law the fourth law follows the fifth law so it's actually pretty simple when you think about it you just need to follow you need you just need to put all your mind into one law and then the rest of the four laws will come together eventually so once you've got your 10% in the bank for a year I'm talking about many, at least a year, you can do more than that, you can, if you are able to save more than 10%, that is also great, that is actually great, um, but if you're not able to think things thoroughly and you think that only your, the maximum you can do is 10%, save 10%, it's alright, it's alright to start slow. I used to save 10%, I've moved on to 20 or even 30% sometimes, but I at least put some amount of money somewhere, it may be an RD, it may be an FD, it may be my stocks, I just put them somewhere. Okay, um, yeah, the second law, what the second law wants to say is, or a simplified version of the second law is, once you have a certain amount of money stocked in the bank, the habit of money is, if it's in the bank, it's not multiplying or it's multiplying very slowly just to keep up with the inflation. If you don't know what inflation is, let me give you a simple example. Or say you go to the market. Say you go to the market and you get 10 tomatoes for 20 rupees. The next day, um, not the next day, say a month from that. You go to the market and you give the same 20 rupees, but this time the vendor only gives you 8 tomatoes. So there's a difference, right? It's because the price of the tomatoes has increased. This is what we call inflation. It's a really big topic. Maybe I'll cover that in another podcast episode, but for now, just understand that with time, the price of products will increase and decrease. But Essentially, the value of your money, at the root of all things, the value of your money will continue decreasing. What was 100 rupees back in maybe 10 or 20 years back is now worth only 10 rupees, right? Your 100 rupee note is now worth only 10 rupees. It's basically like that, more or less like that. Don't hold me to it. Inflation, that's the basic concept of inflation. So... What the second law says is, you have the money stocked up, it's well and good, it can beat inflation, it can keep up with inflation, but not necessarily beat it. If you want all the nice things in life, if you want all the riches in life, if you want something more out of life, then you have to get the money to multiply itself. How do you do that? That is what the second law is all about. The second law only wants you to focus on multiplying your money. It doesn't want you to keep your money stacked up in some random corner under the pillow inside the... Uh, you know these Indian moms, right? They'll stack money inside rice balls and all of that in rice containers. You don't have to do that. You need to get your money to multiply and produce more money. That's how wealth is accumulated, guys. You start with nothing. 
you make some amount of money and you use that money to build more sources of income for you. Simple. I'll repeat that again for you guys. You need to start, if you're starting from, from the very bottom, you need to first obey the first law of gold, get a job or something that gives you a fixed source of income. And once that fixed source of income comes, then stock up, stock up, stock up some amount of money and use that money to multiply itself. You can do this by storing it in bank that gives you uh, that beats inflation. You can also do this to now uh, you can also use that money to buy real estate, to buy stocks, to buy all sorts of other assets, not liabilities. You cannot go and get a car for yourself because honestly the moment you get that car out of your, out of the showroom, it loses almost ten to fifteen percent of its value. This is fact guys, this is and you are actually what the bank considers assets are not actually assets but liabilities and they only hold a false value in the people's eyes. This was not told by me, it was said by Robert Kiyosaki, one of the most brilliant people in modern society. So think twice before challenging that. Moving on to third and one of the most important laws of gold in my opinion and this is because i think i mentioned it in my instagram stories too um the third law of gold talks about where you should put your money in the first law we talked about stocking up your money in the second law we talked about multiplying your money now in the third law the author or Babylon actually, the history of Babylon tells you where to actually, under whose guidance to actually um, distribute your money so that it multiplies itself, right? So there's actually a very interesting story about this. Um, one of, I think it was Arkad or, yeah, it was Arkad. Um, when the money lender who and the money lender who mentored Alcard told him about this third law. Before he told him about this third law, actually, Alcard went ahead and said, If I need to multiply this money that I have stored in my pockets, I need to invest it in some wise investments. I need to put my money in some wise investments. Okay, that was well and good. But what he did wrong was he went and consulted to consulted with one of his friends. Now his friends one of his friends was a brickmaker and the idea he suggested, although a good one, was not essentially the right one. What his friend suggested was he was leaving to another town. I don't know what the town's name is, but um I don't remember what the town's name is, but um he suggested that Look, I'm, I'm going to another town for a few days and once I reach there, there will be diamonds and all sorts of jewels that we can get for a very reasonable way. Once we get those jewels, we can come back to Babylon and we can sell them for a really good rate and we can share the, we can split the profits and Alpha thought this was a good idea. So 
what he did was he gave his he gave this brickmaker his money and the brickmaker went he was a nice guy he was Alpha's friend so according to the deal he went to the distant land he fought the Jews and he came back the only mistake he made the only mistake Alpha made was that he trusted a brickmaker to be good with Jews so you can see where this is going right both these men go to the pawn shop and once they're there the pawn broker he investigates he investigates the Jews and tells them that these are merely glass polished rocks and so a whole year's worth of investment by Alphard was wasted just because he followed his friend's advice I'm not saying your friend's advice is wrong I'm just saying that if your friend is a brick maker and your advice is about Jews and he advises you about Jews you need to be careful you need to go to a jewel maker to know what a jewel is you need to go to a brick maker only when you need to lay down cement only when you need to buy bricks or only when you need to buy make bricks right if you're gonna go to if I'm gonna go buy a real estate a piece of real estate I'm not gonna go talk to one of my stockbroker friends I'm not gonna go talk to my uh, web designer friends I'm not gonna talk to my logo designer I'm not gonna talk to my accountant the one of the only people that I'm gonna trust for buying real estate is someone who's actually invested in real estate that's the third law of gold guys and one of the most important laws of gold be careful who you listen to about investing your money in and not just in money in life be careful who you're talking to be careful who you're listening to be careful who you are getting influenced by right so that was the third law of gold the fourth law of gold gold slippeth away from the man who invests it in businesses or purposes which he is not familiar with or which are not approved by those skilled in its key. What this essentially means is if you know the first three laws, you know where the fourth one is heading. The first law you stack money away in a corner, you don't touch it for at least a year or more. The second law take the stacked money and you help it multiply itself. Third law, you multiply it only after consulting wise men, only after consulting people who are actually in its line of business. And the fourth law, it teaches you, it tells you not to follow people, not to follow certain people. The third law tells you to follow, to listen to certain people. The fourth law tells you to run away from certain people because honestly there's a lot of people out there to just take away from you guys there are these forex traders these passive income hustlers these um, mlm schemes um, what these people do is they want to take money from you in return for a promise that You'll be earning a lot more in the future um, without doing anything. 
you could do anything else and this sounds too good to be true and probably is guys nothing in this world will come without ethics and unless you realize it none of these laws will matter so the fourth law if you are not familiar with something if you cannot put a number on it if the numbers do not make sense <coughs> it's better if you stay away from it that's it's as simple as that better to stay away from something that you don't understand and then invest in it just because the whole world is investing in it let's move on to the fifth law gold flees the man who would force it to impossible earnings or who followeth the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers or who trusts it to his own inexperience and romantic desires in industry what this essentially means is the first four line the first four laws combined together on the fifth law once you have the money a lot of people i mean a hell of a lot of people will approach you and ask you to invest invest in certain schemes that we talked about in the first law we talked about the mlm the fourth law sorry um, we talked about the mlm schemes we talked about these sorts of forex tradings uh, what they essentially do is they will tell you that just by investing a certain amount You'll be able to make a whole lot more without doing much work. And like I said in the fourth law, fourth law, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. And don't don't ever ever think that you can get anything by doing almost nothing. Everything. Uh, if you've seen Full Metal Alchemist, I'm an anime fan. So I've seen Full Metal Alchemist. If you've seen Full Al- Metal Alchemist, one of the most important things that it teaches you is that you cannot change nature and you cannot defy the law of equivalent exchange. You get what you receive. It's as simple as that. So that's it, guys. The five laws of gold, apparently, and. Believe it or not, they actually work as illogical as it sounds. These five laws actually make a lot more sense when you apply it in practical life, when you apply it in your own life, even for the first time. Because the moment I started doing these things, the moment I started applying these five laws into my own life, I witnessed something. I had more money to carry around, I had more money in my investments, I had more money just lying around basically to have fun to to and the point of money is not actually to give you some sort of um, greater experience guys it is to give you the freedom of choice and i talked about this in my most recent instagram post i guess i yeah i actually talked about it in my instagram post it was called it is titled the freedom of choice because um this is what I had been thinking back then. Um, money does not give you anything more. It only exposes who you truly are. But then it also gives you the freedom of choosing to be whoever you want to be. And 
that is one of the biggest biggest benefits of money apart from aside from helping you in times of difficulty helping your relatives in times of difficulty money has the power to give you the freedom of choosing what you want to be who you want to be and most importantly it gives you time it buys you time to do all the important things that you've wanted in life guys and honestly these five laws of gold work they have worked for me they will work for you if and if and only if you try to be consistent and honestly that's the key guys just be consistent with the first law of gold try to put away some amount of money you have and watch the rest of it all come together once you have some money listen to people who are actually well versed in the world of finance who actually know their shit and they will guide you through the second third and fourth law of gold and eventually you'll understand that making money is a lot simpler if you listen to people who are actually who have actually done what you wanted to do who actually achieved what you want to achieve and you'll you'll soon realize that a lot of things that you first thought were impossible it's impossible that is the power of money guys and that honestly is the power of choice see ya